Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, June 14, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Finally, we had some market movement we could do something with. We're going to go over all the particulars. Today was Kabuki Day, Fed Announcement Day, Interest Rate Announcement Day, Jerry's Presser Day, all that stuff. The market moved, not a lot, but it gave some movement. We're going to discuss what's going forward from here. Let's start with our assessment of the daily chart. We have what's known as a doji candle. They made a new high. They closed below yesterday's high. Is that meaningful? Not necessarily. The market is in an uptrend. It will remain so until, like we said yesterday, the character of the market changes. All they really did today, using the Fed announcement as an excuse, they ran down and filled the gap left open from a couple of days ago. Nothing more, nothing less. They're still a little bit far from home base. Therefore, we can use that term I don't really love, which is overbought. There's no real measurement for that, but the market is a little stretched. I like that term better. When the market's stretched away from home base or the 20-period moving average, she has a tendency to either go sideways for a while, let the 20-period moving average creep up to price, or come back down toward home base, one and the same as the 20 period moving average. Looking at the weekly chart, we're going to keep this simple. As long as they're above this pivot over here that they've broken out above this week, that's the best, most bullish position the market can be in. For what? For a continued push higher. A lot of you want to know, well, where's that place that would warrant a short trade in the SPY? And I may have a pretty good idea of where that place is, but what we do is use the concept of when a market, doesn't matter which market, reaches a price, specifically price and time, that should be, in this case, overhead resistance, where the first order of business is the market stops going up. Then the next order of business is, does she just go sideways for a while, eat some time off the clock, or pull back in a more of a rejection formation. Not much going on here in the SPY from a rejection type of formation from a specific price. However, I'm going to slip this one in a little early. We've talked about the IWM for days and days and days. I put out a swing trade for the lazy swing trader folks in that zone. They got right into the zone. They got to the middle of the zone. They pulled back today they provided about 25% on the initial options position. Now it is a risk-free, emotionless trade. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Stand-up doubles do the same. We go where the opportunity is. The Spiders or the S&P haven't reached one of those interesting numbers as far as I'm concerned. The IWM did. We took short with puts. Worked out like a charm. Why is that? Because we did it yesterday. One day, 20-25%, maybe some traders even got on the ups of 30% on this trade on the initial profit. Nice job for a one-day worth of hold. Doesn't happen like that every time, but it certainly is nice 
when it does happen. This one was pretty simple. I put our money where my mouth was. Here's something to watch out for with the major markets tomorrow. Can they move them the day after the Fed? Absolutely. They've done it before. They can do it again. Which way? We don't know. If they jam them up, inside the number members will have the resistance areas. They will have the targets for the long players. If they drop them down, same routine. We'll have them on the downside, meaning the numbers. However, let's have a broader discussion of what are some of the important numbers that you can put on a sticky note for tomorrow as a just-in-caser on the downside if they pull the rug out on Thursday. We don't know they will, but if they do, be prepared. I'll give you two numbers. The first one is 431.75. They didn't get there today. They weren't that far away. The second number down is 428.65. Anything more than that will be handled in a real-time type of situation for Inside the Numbers and Live Room members. Speaking of Inside the Numbers, was any money made today? And the answer is yes, there was. We have what's called something for everybody. We know it's going to be rather quiet day in large part leading into the waiting on the Fed situation, but we could still get some activity slash action during the morning rush hour. We're waiting on the Fed. All this stuff is rhetoric. You can read that on your own as you pause the video to double check the work. We still had 438 as an area of overhead resistance. And then we have another spot, 439.45. You'll see this pop up again. We have a big fat round number just above at 440. And we have some flip side stuff if they were to drop them through the floor. This stuff came into play after the Fed announcement, but that's for spectators slash betting slash gambling. That's not part of the business that we're running here, trading the Fed announcement. We don't do that. Some of you may want to do that. That's your own business. Let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. So we're at 921 before the opening bell. Let's cut to the chase. We're interested in a morning trade during the morning rush hour. If they give it to us, if they spike them up, the first area of overhead resistance is 437.90, 438.05. We have a next area above, you already saw that, creating a zone for a reaction back in the other direction. If they drop them, it's right there. You don't need it right now. That was for after the Fed announcement because they didn't do it early in the morning. Same routine, market opens, we're spectators until they get to a place, one or the other either down below or up above. That's only what we're interested in. We're not chasers of the market. That's a recipe for bad stuff to happen. 949, 437.90 to a spike of 438, overhead resistance, and the first spot for a short scalp with potential, 20 minutes into the day. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see here in the morning rush hour, this is what happened. They ran up to the place. We did have a few traders take the ride. When they got to the place, they found overhead resistance. We're just calling it 438 for argument's sake. And they had a minor pullback. It was good for a scalp trade. We had plenty of traders take it and make money. But we take what the market gives us. Our expectations this morning in the live room, for example, was not a 15, 20-point trade. We were saying you have to take 5 to 7. That's it. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. You take what the market provides. You don't impose your will on the market. 
437.50 was in fact some support. It was cited in the room. They got 437.49 complete, reversed back in the other direction, and that was the end of the scalp. Call it five, six points, four or five points, depending on entries where traders entered the market. We're interested in doing the right thing mechanically. Sometimes the same setup might give us 10, 15 points. Today was not one of those days, and we were aware of that, that it was likely it was going to be quiet in the morning, quiet all day leading up to the Fed, more likely than not. Pause the video. I wanted to highlight something important. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. See here, by 1025, the scalp portion is over. Again, double-check the work. Everything you need is in here. Short notes, short day, kabuki day. About stocks on the move. We have something for everybody. We had three on the board this morning, CNC, Big Mo, and CVS. All three hit their entry objectives. We'll take a look at the charts. Centene, getting a buzz cut at the open. Here's the way this works. Open below the first level, it's off the table, doesn't exist. Open below the second level, off the table, doesn't exist. Comes into the third price, bounces back in the other direction, gives you the trade. Have a nice day. 63.67 entry, 65.20 on high over here. Exit anywhere in between. They provided significantly more than the minimum required base hit. Nice trade. Had participation inside the numbers and in the live room. Nice job. How about Big Mo? How about coming up a penny short in the first candle of the day? The low is 44.53 against 44.52 entry. So that number is off the table. The next number was hit when? Or almost hit. Low of 43.86 against 85. You see a pattern there. One penny short in the first, one penny short in the second. Either I was a penny off or something else was awry today with Big Mo. No trade in Big Mo. CVS, similar routine as CNC. First number open below, off the board, doesn't exist. Second number, third number, second number, halfway in between, a little bit more. They bounce back, nice trade, participation in the room, and inside the numbers, nice job, traders. Gave you almost a buck from the first entry in CVS more than the minimum required base hit. Something for everybody. We talked about this one already. I couldn't resist. Same routine. They got into the zone. They pulled back from the zone. Why? Because it was overhead resistance. Now, think to yourself. The IWM in concept, this is what the media was saying. This is what a lot of you were saying in the live room. A lot of folks were saying this was taking place. And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, doesn't matter. The financials are going up, or the regional banks were going up, therefore the IWM was going up. Now, we talked about this thing long ago. We talked about the weekly chart, and we said, hey, look, if they're going to break the chain and get above this particular trend line, which was the top trend line or top end of a channel, then they're going to go up to the next logical place. So that's just using the numbers and the charts. Fair enough. If you have to have the regional banks as an excuse, that's your choice, that's fair. However, why was it that yesterday they get to the place, today they were at the place, and they sold off from the place? Is that directly related to the regional banks again, or did the IWM just get to a place, find resistance, and pulled back because that's the way things work? You don't need a correlation. You don't need a cause and effect. You just need the numbers and the charts. Sure, the KRE was down 2.5% today. I get that. If 
doesn't matter. The IWM happened to get to its number and it sold off. I don't care what the reason slash excuse needs to be. Talked about it, got there, took it, took profit, risk-free from here. You got to love it when a plan comes together. And by the way, in case you're wondering, other swing trades open and on the board currently. We got one up 15%, one up 11, three and a half, two, seven and a half, and 20. They're all in the green. Those are all active trades on the board currently. I think three of them on the board, we've already taken first profit out of the ones I just told you about. One of them, we took two profits already, and it's just the trailer. How you doing? What about the folks down at the transportation department? Pretty good day today, up 1.3% against the major market or the S&P 500. That was mainly flat. What did we talk about? Break above this, there's another price that they're going to be heading to. 14.8 to 15,000 is the next place. They almost got to 14.8 today. Let me see the high was 14.723, not quite eight. Weekly chart one more time, remember this? It's bullish as long as they stay above that. Guess what? They're above that. Now, weekly at least during the week, not the weekly close yet, but they're above the 100 period moving average. Big telltale sign. Is this a test or are they carving out another bottom for a higher low situation, make another run higher? You have a low, you have a higher low, you have a higher low, and guess what? Here you go. Take the market at face value. Don't worry about the stuff in or on the wall of worry. Inflation, deflation, masterflation, Fed's going to keep rates the same, raise rates, lower rates, none of that matters. How about the Qs? Party on. Strong uptrend. Where are they headed? Well, the next major important place is the pivot highs up here. You got one and you got two right underneath one another, right above one another. That's an area they're unlikely to just waltz on through, like whistle past the graveyard. Remember that same area? This isn't to the penny. It's just on the chart for illustration purposes. Around 370 is another retracement area. So guess what? Around 370, let's go back to the daily chart, or weekly chart as I meant. The high here in this pivot high, 371.83. This pivot high is 369.31. You got a retracement around 370. So there's your spot. It's magnetic, it's drawing price in, and they're likely to find the overhead resistance when they get there. I'd write that down, put it on a sticky note. What about the XLF, the financials? Into the moving average, 200, 100, convergence. They hit the 100 today. They didn't really get anywhere. No big deal. They're just creeping and were simply rejected from a touch of the moving average from an intraday perspective. That's it. Finished down nine cents. We're not going to make a federal case out of that. How about Smash Mouth? Semis are strong. They're a good proxy or a secondary canary, if you will, as it relates to the tech space. Talked about it yesterday. Where are they? They're at this area, all-time highs. They're not there yet, but they're going to challenge the all-time highs. They're going to get close. They're going to spike them through. Again, overhead resistance, a little bit extended, parabolic, you could say, or on the verge of becoming parabolic. Far from home base, this is the weekly chart, but home base exists on all charts. The 20-week moving average, a little bit far, Not going to last too long, but it can last for a while. Generally speaking, they're going to have to pull back or at least go sideways for a while when they reach either just short of or a spike through of the 
double top area, that's a pretty good place to do that from. That's just garden variety stuff. I don't know that they will. I'm stating that it's a good place to do that from. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.